0: what's going on it's your boy calvin the new trader checking in and today i am blessed enough because um, we were talking about taxes on one of our q a calls that i host each and every week with the traders that are in my course and um there was a young man an individual that uh actually had just joined the course and he was on the q a call and he was like he was listening to me talk about how i manage uh the finances that i have coming in and all those things and he was like hey man I happen to have knowledge about taxes. I'm a professional. I've worked with the IRS. This is my background. This is what I do. And he was just kind of letting me know that what I was doing was pretty good so far. And so he just volunteered his his, uh, time to speak with anybody that is in our community that needs help with tax preparation um, and things like that. And I was like, yo, would you want to come on the podcast? Because we can definitely use that knowledge. And he definitely volunteered to do it so today ladies and gentlemen we got my man jerry what's up brother how you doing you are listening to the forex beginner podcast my name is calvin the new trader and i went from watching random videos online about forex and losing thousands in the live market to now a year and a half later knowing exactly when to get into trades growing my accounts consistently and now
1: going on calvin doing good how you feel man i feel good we're trying <laughs> to get forex course i'm in mean, you know week three i saw you added some new things up there so i'm just hopefully this weekend when i get away to family i can get a get away from everybody and then you know get some get caught up a little bit on that um on the forex course and everything but i can't complain i'm feeling good
0: absolutely jerry i must say bro that um It's a blessing, bro, that we connected. And I just love the way that God is doing things because my mindset and anything that I do is like, I want this to be a place where everybody can share with each other. And I just thank God that I don't have the attitude that I used to have, um, which my attitude used to always be that if I'm doing something, I'm the guy, I'm the man, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody else talking. But when God brought me into business, He humbled me and ta- and taught me that early that every room you go in, you need to be the dumbest person in the room, and even if people are coming to the room to see you, you need to be the dumbest person in the room. And so I just thank God that He's at the forefront of this course. He's at the forefront of everything we're doing, and that allowed me to really get to know your expertise um, and really just be able to to see, hey, like this is somebody that's can really bring some value for us, especially as traders that are looking to get funded, you can really help us out with some things on how to be managing our our, uh, money that we're making from funded accounts. So can you just give us a background on just how you got into tax preparation, um, your experience with the IRS, and just uh, like pretty much how you got to where you are now with being able to help people um file their taxes and know what things that they should do with their money which things that they probably don't need to do because it's gonna cost them in the taxes just give us some background on you bro
1: <laughs> Thank you for the floor calvin um like i said my name is jerry last name dawson um i've been operating in the accounting um industry since 2007 um when i graduated from college and mostly um in the private sector so just mostly doing like a accounting dealing with all the accounting bookkeeping or most people were familiar with the term booking, but dealing with accounting and the debits and credits and whatnot. And then my wife, is my wife's idea behind our business, um, Task Care Affiliates, um, LLC, to um start doing preparing taxes. We were just preparing taxes for some members of our church, some of her friends in 2014, and, and I wasn't really messing with the business at that time. I wasn't really worried about the business at the time, to be honest. And then around 2000, 2018, um, I'm um, just just to be honest. 2018, I was let go from my job, and I, you know, my wife said, "Why don't you pursue, um, you know, doing tax care affiliates and you know doing returns, bookkeeping stuff like full time?" Which I did from May 2018 to um, all the way to February 2021 before I got hired on with the IRS. You know, where I got a wealth of knowledge of being a full time entrepreneur, which you know everybody in the forest class been trying to get away from that nine to five as well. I was thrusting to the nine, to, you know, thrusting to the entrepreneurship. I wasn't really thinking about it, but um, I learned a lot. And um, and then from 2014 2020, but really 2018 to um, you know currently, that's when I was heavy doing the individual taxes and some business tax returns as well. 1099 filings. No longer doing bookkeeping since I'm um, working with IRS and I've been with the IRS. Today is my one year anniversary with the Internal Revenue Internal Revenue Service. Um, you know, one of the men that's collecting you know the taxes from everybody for the government. Um, not a, not a, not a gl- glorious position, but, um, but with me, I, I get to see both parts of the, both parts of the spectrum. I was preparing taxes. Now I'm getting to audit taxes. So it's a different, different, um, brain, mind frame of mind I have to have as I'm asking questions that may seem personal when doing tax return, but now I get to ask a question legally because I need to know what you're putting on here is actually correct because I'm a revenue agent where I be audit, um, you know, small business tax returns. Um, and that's where I'm at here now, doing Calvin class a couple of uh, months ago. And I'm excited to give out any information. I know we're going to talk about some 1099s, a lot of these for If you get funded, you'll be a 1099 independent contractor. I'm just going to go from there.
0: Love it, man. That is beautiful. So you're currently working with the IRS right now as we speak. Wow. Okay. So we got some good stuff here today. Um, first thing. First thing I want to ask you is, um, what are some things that we need to understand um, as, let's just say, funded traders? Because I know a lot of us, that's what we want to do. We really don't have the capital to really be able to make the type of money that we want to make early on. Um, so using these funded accounts allows us to be able to make some good profits by using our knowledge, right? So as a funded trader, essentially when you get funded, you sign an agreement that you are a independent contractor for the firm that you're trading for. So you're not technically classified as an investor. You're classified as an independent contractor. What are some things that independent contractors need to be doing on a daily basis when they're receiving money? um, from firms or from companies, what are things that they need to be doing on a daily basis to make sure that when it comes time to file taxes, that one, they're not going to get penalized for mishandling their money. And number two, that they're positioning themselves to take advantage of being in business for themselves.
1: Um, the main thing is that, um, just like whether you're an independent contractor or running your own business, you're pretty much doing the same thing as an independent contractor. Um, you you should get it to ninety nine by January 31st of every year from your whoever you're whoever employed you as an independent contractor. So the main thing you do once you get your income, um, I think Calvin touched bases on this in one of the calls, but I, I and I agree with him. You want to at least um I don't know what the number but I did say you want to at least put away 30% of whatever your income is just for taxes and you know, create a business account separate from your personal account. So commingling of funds as we call it. Um, If in case of audit is always frowned upon, because we want to clearly see what is personal income, if you have a W 2 job or whatever, and what's um, income, self employment income for your business, we can make sure um, what you're deducting as far as what may lead to your self employment tax is done correctly. So have a business account set up, um, then also have a a business savings or some type of savings account outside of your, I suggest outside of your actual business account that you set away for 30% of your. revenue for taxes you may not need to pay 30 percent, but just to have that good buffer um just in case so you're not looking at a big tax bill and you say i don't have no money i spent all this forex money i made all the year all the year i made hundreds of thousand dollars but now i gotta pay 30 40 thousand dollars in taxes (laughs) so at least um put that to the side and just keep track of all your expenses i mean i'm not i'm not a funded trader yeah i want to get there um as far as if you if you took Calvin's course to set you up to become a funded trader, you took it a course to help you go into this new um, business or whatnot. You want to keep track of all those receipts for that because that's going to be an that you can that you can deduct as far as your costs to go against your 1099 income that you have. Um, you know, If you go drive to any networking meetings to talk about other Forex stuff or anything you may pay for as an expense to get your knowledge and to become a better um, trader, you want to make sure you keep and get receipts for that um, to give to your, not to give to your tax preparer, but just for yourself in case of audit, you know, the dirty word, you know, the A word audit. Um, so you have those receipts to back that up. Um, other than that, just um, just be mindful that who you're working with, they give you a 1099. Um, so you can confirm the income that they said you paid, they paid you. That's what you actually have and actually go by that. Whatever they filed with the IRS, if they said they paid you 10,000 as a funded trader, and you put you got received eight thousand the IRS gonna come back and say, Well, you owe us, you need to, you missed you understated your income by two thousand. but we're gonna go ahead and make that adjustment for you. So that's one thing I'll let you know about the IRS. If it's if it's a 1099 or any type of government form that they have record that you're whoever employed you as an independent contractor, if you're a W-2 employee as well, and, you know, because some of us W two employees are still doing for us on the side until we get rid of that nine to five. Um Whatever you don't count for in your taxes and they already have records of that, they're gonna make that adjustment for you. They're not gonna ask you to go change it. They're gonna give you a letter. We already added this income to you. Here's the tax consequences for you not putting on there. So be mindful of that. And also would say if you owe any um, us say you have any back taxes or, or whatever, you know, there's various reasons why you may not have a file tax return. Now you got a big refund coming. Um, the IRS is gonna go ahead and just take that refund from your from your from your tax return, whether you got whether you're on the installment plan or not. It's going to take that because they'd rather get their money out front. And if you still owe some money, then they'll keep doing the installment plans. But um, I think that's a, that's enough for right now. If you can go any other question you have, Calvin, um, I can definitely dive into that as well.
0: Yeah, that was a great starting point, Jerry. Um, a lot of things I want to pull out of that. Um, so you recommended first that when you first become funded, um, you are an independent contractor. So you need to be able to uh, manage the the um uh, uh, the money that you're making from that fund. So you recommend that a funded trader get a business bank account and have their separate account separate. Is that what you recommend, or just have a business account and a business savings account? Or how do you recommend that?
1: I'm um, definitely want to have a business account because your four is that's your business. Whether you're doing 9 to 5 and that's your bread and butter, um, your forex that's a business that's going to be self employed income. Whether you're a funded trader or not. That's your. That's another type of um, um income. If you turn trading, if you become a full time trader, now you're now you're not really investing. Now you're this is your this is your money maker. You're self employed at that point in time. So you want to make sure you have a business account separate from your personal account, just to keep things clear as far as taxes. Whoever your tax preparer is, like okay, here's my. You can give me your bank statements. If it's your business statements, okay, all the income that's from me trading forex, all the spends from whatever expenses I paid, you know, to get any forex knowledge. So it's clear cut. And then also be clear cut as far as if you ever get audited, here's my business statements. Cause we may ask for business statements. If we get audited by a revenue agent such as myself. Um, and if, and you won't get audited by me, cause if I know anybody, they say, do not audit those people. Because
0: Oh man, me. you can't audit me. I can't get Jerry to audit me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Man, Jerry audited me, man. I thought we was boys. And he did, you know, so, you know, that's another thing that probably is to keep those separate. But, um. So you want to um, have that business separate account, just have everything separate. So you can clearly define this is my personal income, my personal stuff. This is my business income, stuff like that. And then have that savings account for business account are going to be all not savings account. It not have to be an actual business account, but have an account separate from your income that you're not going to touch, that you have it designated for your um, taxes at minimum 30 percent, um, you know, that you put away, you know. You make a thousand, you putting away $300 out there. You got $7 in your income, your business account, $300 in that discretionary account for your taxes for um, savings. for when you got to prepare your taxes later on the year or the next year.
0: I love that. So um, I personally have a business bank account that offers reserve accounts inside of it. So I have like five reserve accounts inside of my business account. Is that good as well?
1: Yeah, that's fine as well. I mean, it th- doesn't matter what you do with it. I mean, some people might say, well, I can keep track of everything in my business account or my personal account. i am just giving suggestion that makes things a lot more um, clearer for you and less convoluted. And also, if you ever were to get audited, I know I hate to bring up that word, but I will bring it up many times in this case, because I don't want anybody to have to be audited and then keep everything clean and clear cut. So if they ask for any documents, you can say here, you're good to go. Everything's proven no adjustments. Get out of my hair. The Irish said we might be backing out of your hair. You're good to go. We won't hear nothing from us for a while.
0: Love it. Love it. And if anybody's listening right now, the business bank account that I use, I'll post a link inside the show notes, inside the description. You can check it out. They're good so far. No fees. They do have an approval process. So they're going to ask you what your business does and all that type of stuff. Um, but if you are a trader, I would just say, Hey, I'm an independent contractor. Um, or whatever, don't put that you're a trader because they probably want to prove you. So just say you're an independent contractor and you consult with other companies. Um, So I'll put the link in the description for that if you want to check that out. Um, And i also put a link in the description to a online savings account that I use for my personal finances, which Jerry mentioned as well, that you can house your tax money there, your 30% there or more. He just recommends at minimum that you put uh, 30% aside, Correct. Perfect, perfect. So I'll um, drop a link to those two accounts that we use here in my household. Um, good stuff, Jerry. Um, so the next thing I want to talk to you about is you said, so if you're getting education, that that's tax deductible. So like, is my Forex course tax deductible for you? Can you write that off? Um, As far as that,
1: yes, because I'm starting, I'm starting, um, you know, into a new business venture, however you would um, call it. So as far as that, if I were to um if, if I turn this to a full set point, because right now, they can look at it as you're investing. I put some money in, I'm investing. But once you become, you know, a full-time um trader, you can account for these costs. If you become a full-time trader within the next year, I could just say I started this business, start trading this year, but then next year, okay, this is like a full-blown business, whether I have a W2 job or not, I still have that year time frame to account for um these startup costs. If I don't account for them in 2022, then I can start account for them on 2023 um, tax return at that point in time. And um, anything after that, if you stretch it two or three years, they say, well, you should have counted for the startup costs Damn, <laughs> you know, at that point in time. But um, any educational resources, once you have got the business going on, it's easy to prove once you're already that you're a trader, that you're redoing courses, whatever you need to do, easy to prove that expense. The startup cost expense can get kind of, um, it could be some great areas in that, um, depending on what you're doing. But once you're, you know, labeled or they see your following time returns as a, as a trader, you know, sub-employment income, as far as that, and you have education courses going forward, going, going so forth each and every year, it's not going to be a big deal That's saying that, these are the courses that keep them up to par about the knowledge of what's going on in that market. And that'll be easily deductible. You want the, that won't be a hot, a red flag as far as audit auditors are concerned with the IRS. (laughs)